Welcome to Family Goals with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. This is episode two. Two, part so two. So we, we are we are rocking and, and I got rolling. Coffee, so whatever happens, we it's got, gonna get weird. We got you some coffee. Let's go. We rolling in a five point oh with right top down, so my hair can blow. That's Girl, what I'm talking about. By waiting just okay, to stop. Say. We're good. That's good. It's good. Got a point. Got it. You got that? Got it. Yeah. So yeah, Jennifer gets really embarrassed when. Uh, I start singing. Yeah. Well, we all have gifts. Singing probably isn't one of yours. It's yeah. definitely not one of mine. <laughs> I don't even sound good in the shower. That I mean, I yeah. don't sound good with music on. That's when you're really bad. When you listen to music and you go, man, I, I sound horrible, you're bad. Yeah. You probably need to stop singing. I'm, I'm definitely bad, but we're we're more athletes than we are, <laughs> are musicians. Yes, we so, are. You know, I, I, I want the people in, in the podcast world to know that, that Pastor Jay – is a is a really good athlete as well, and it's arguably at, at different points in the in the season of Greystone Church that I was the best athlete. Okay, at Greystone Church. What year was this? Probably year one. Probably, <laughs> probably when it was just my family. <laughs> when there was twelve people, I was the best athlete. Yeah, when Jolan was six. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, yeah. But you, I mean, you can share that you were you were an All American, right? Weren't you? I was an All American. Tennis counts, yeah. right? You better, but tennis is probably That's Roger the, Federer is one of the greatest athletes of all time. Disagree strongly. Disagree <laughs> completely strongly. He's he's the best one of the best tennis players of all time, but he's not one of the best yeah. athletes of all time. Yeah, but he is silky smooth. All right, family goals. We family have, goals. We probably need to talk. Yeah, what are goals. we? Do we, we, do we, we want to get into it? Yeah, let's talk a little bit. Well, today today I want us to talk about parenting, and I want to talk about our kids. I want to make a few statements. Okay. Every child is a miracle. Every child is a gift from heaven. And being a parent is one of the greatest callings in life. I, I put it up there, like I'm called to be a pastor. You're, you're called to, what do you, what do you call to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if call, I'm called to be a pastor. And what do you do? You talk, right? That's all you do is talk. Um, you know, I think one of my callings, in, uh, not only parenting was a big calling, but I think working with kids, youth, mm-hmm. um, I think coaching, it's been a calling on my heart and it'll be continued to be. And at some point it'll be a bigger calling. Um, and it will grow to my role. Right now I'm coaching Nicholas's football team. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my last year I'll coach my son. So this is, this is the wrapping that up, but I could see high school coaching or college coaching or something like that in my future too, yeah. but still learning. But I know it's not as important as your pastor calling. Goodness gracious. Well, I, I didn't really mean it that pastor, way. But, you know, I think everybody's called to do something. Yeah. And God has uniquely gifted us to do something that only we can do. And, you know, God's using you to do things that, that nobody else can do. So um, I appreciate how you use your platform to um, be positive, spread the good news. You were just telling me that you and Coach Rick Spoke to a bunch of youth. Yeah, I've done a, I've done a couple of speaking games with Coach Rick. He's he's doing great too. And even when the Parkinson's, not surprisingly, you hear him the way he comes out and addresses it. It's not surprising. He's like, listen, my body's my body might fail me here on earth, but it's going to be perfect one day in heaven, and I'm not mm-hmm. worried about it. Like God's in control. But yeah, we've done several speaking engagements, and he's man, he, he's. Coach Rick's got a really good personality that he doesn't show a lot. Just like here's a story. I don't know if I should tell it or not. So Coach Rick called me. And he was like, hey, man, thinking about doing TV, would you put in a good word for me? I was like, (laughs) okay, 
What's the stipulation? Here's my stipulation, coach. I said, I will talk to ESPN. I will talk to them. I said, but when you do interviews, you're boring. <laughs> I was like, I don't have, I, don't, I, I said, the coach Rick, I know behind closed doors, playing racquetball, playing like competing with you. Like, I know you've got a little edge to you and a little bite. The coach Rick that you put on television and, uh, you do interviews and stuff. You're, 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 that's not going to be much fun to watch. And he was like, I appreciate the honest feedback. And he's done a great job. He's transitioned and he, he tells stories and he kind of lets his personality shine through, but it's been good. You know, he wrote a book and we'll get him on one day. I think that'd be good to have him on to come on and talk with us, but he's right here in Athens now, right down the road from us. But yeah, awesome. He's doing awesome things speaking, but he's somebody that I look to too with, you know, we'll read books together and we're reading kingdom man by Tony Evans. And it's a really, really good book, but somebody that always poured into me and had a strong influence with me with my faith. Mm -hmm. So I've always been appreciative to him. I definitely love to get coach Rick on the show. And and that's part of our plan here. We want to bring other guests on. We don't have anybody lined up. At the moment. Not yet. But you know people. We don't even know what we're going to do with this yeah. podcast. You know yet. more. You know a lot more people than I do. We know we're going to try to have fun and tell stories and give you guys things to, to maybe focus on that, you know, we're reading about or hearing about or talking about things that we have screwed up, things that we've done well, possibly, and try to inspire because that's yeah. we're, we're, we're all learning. We're all learning in the journey, right? Like we're figuring that's it right. out as we go. And so I think there's a lot of things that we can discuss back and forth with a lot of different people that can give perspectives. I mean, Coach Rick's got some great stories about how he got saved and faith became a big priority for him that people have never heard that are just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So I think we'll find guys like that that can come in and tell stories and hopefully inspire you and motivate you to have a great day because you got that choice today. We can have yeah. a great day. Well, we're talking about the high calling of being a parent. And I think having having a child, obviously, God blesses us with children, then he's called us to to be a parent. And it's a huge responsibility uh, to be a parent. And I think every parent can relate to that that freak out moment. I remember uh, when Jennifer and I, uh, we became pregnant. We've been married for like a year and a half, two years. I like that. We became pregnant. Well, like it that. took both of us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. It's good leadership. I, always I, use we when it talks to yeah. about your spouse, yeah. when you talk about your church. It's always a we thing, not an yeah. I thing. I like I, that. We became yeah, pregnant. I did my part. I like that. And uh, I did get in trouble because I don't know if you guys did this, but we went to the uh, the the pre-birth classes. The are they call them Lamas? Lamas, yeah. Lamas the classes, like yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, – and we'd been about seven of them, like Monday nights, you know, right during Monday night football. Oh, man. And uh, this is back before football was on every night of the week. So you need, you wanted to take advantage of the <laughs> This Monday was night. like, you know, Monday night was the only night it was on. And After our, class one, did you and, learn anything uh, new if we're into week seven? No, this is like week okay. seven. So, right. you know, we were doing these breathing exercises and, and I fell asleep. In his <laughs> classes. Were we, in, were we sitting in chairs? Like, and, uh, we, we were like laying down on mats. I don't know. Okay, I understand that. <laughs> if we were sitting up, I don't. I'm like, how are we going to fall asleep? But you're so laying down on mats, going like. But, that but we did stuff. so. So we did all this training for the birth. Yeah. And uh, and so when Jolin shows up, this is this is our son, who happens to to be over here. Are you the, are you the producer of this podcast? Hey, yeah. go produce me a sandwich. <laughs> okay, continue. Go. Produce some more yes, thank you. So we. You know, we, we do all this preparation for the birth. And he was two weeks late and, you know, took an all-day all thing. And everybody was there and this huge celebration. And he's born. And, and we had 
painted this room yellow because we weren't sure if it was a boy or a girl, but it ended up being a Winnie the Pooh, you know, deal. And so we bring him home yellow. Yeah. It was, it was a cute, a cute little nursery. Okay. We live in a little small house. Anyway, so we bring him home in, in the car carrier and uh, we set him down in the middle. He was sleeping and we set him down in the middle of his Winnie the Pooh bedroom. And Jennifer and I just looked at each other and we're like, now what? <laughs> it was what like, next? it was one of those freak out moments because we did all these classes on the birth and, and all that. And we were, we you know, got the nursery ready. Every, but it's like, you don't get a license. They don't get, you don't have to get a license to become a parent. You don't have to go to school. There's no education. I don't, did you guys have any training or did y'all read some no. books, books or I anything? Mean, yeah. And my favorite part was my parents. Yeah, we had two dogs, Maverick and Memphis, and they're like, "It's it's awesome training to be a parent." And I look back now, I'm like, "What the heck are you talking about?" No, it's not. I put that sucker in the cage. Like, so no, I, I think that I think we all have expectations, and we all have to say, "Like, I want to do this, or I'm going to be this." But I, I know one of my goals in life was to be a dad, and like, it was one of my biggest things I was looking forward to. But no, I mean, I didn't didn't know, and, and plus you're. Your, your maturity level and what you're able to function and what you're able to listen to. Like, I think we're probably both better listeners now at our ages than we mm-hmm. were then. And kind of, I kind of had it all figured out. Like, I don't, I don't know if you would have probably hated the, the 20 version of me. Um, a lot of people hated the 20 version <laughs> of me. So you wouldn't be alone, but very, I, I had a few people mention that. hundred <laughs> percent. Um, exceptionally confident. Um, Confidence. I'm not going to mention any names. Confidence, the word for sure. But I just, you know, I think you definitely get that surprise. And then what's next? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, you better be ready. And I think that I think that's when they're little. Though I think it's the easy part. I think it's easy when they're little because they don't know the difference. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember. Um, I remember the nurse grabbing Nicholas and like flipping him over real quick and slapping a diaper on him and like I'm like chill out, sister. Like what are you like? simmer down here and then i was like you're gonna break him and then you have lee and you're like <laughs> i mean you have your second and the second time you're going through you're like yeah you flip them all we know nothing, they're not gonna break mm-hmm. i've already tried i tried with the other one and it didn't break so but what were your what were your what were the how do we start learning how do we how do we take our first steps yeah i think i think we're talking about family goals and so like the the goal the first night was is he still breathing <laughs> Did he make it through the night? <laughs> I don't know if y'all did that, but he, like Check going the into the bedroom, like Check a couple times. Is he still alive? Oh, and, yeah. and then there was this huge debate over are they supposed to be on their side? Are they supposed to be on their back? And I don't know if y'all Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then you research but, it, you study it. Yeah. But I but I think then later on you start setting these other goals. And I think ultimately, you know, for me, the the goal is is uh what are they gonna be like when they're forty years old? Yep. You know, and I think people get caught up, and I, and I, I really want to get at some point we're going to get into youth sports. <laughs> we we, <laughs> because, we got plenty of time, bro. Because because we're when, making so much money on this podcast, we're, we're getting paid to do this. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> um, yeah. Cur- currently, the Family Goals podcast does not have any any sponsors. Yeah, subscribers zero. <laughs> but we're, we're working on that. We're gonna we're gonna get up. In we the need some quickly. subscribers, subscribers, and some sponsors. Yeah, we'll get there. So, so right now we're we're just going. You know, in, you right know, now we're going hashtag small family goals. Yeah. There's so no. We're, just, uh, we're having one. Oh, this is a good news club. Sweet, but we'll, we'll but, get some. But, <laughs> we'll get, we'll some get more. But I, th- I think. Um, I, I think. 
No, but what do you want them to be like when they're 40? Yeah. Because I think people get caught up. Like, like, like if you ever go to a uh, T-ball baseball game. Oof. And like, yeah, like my kids, they did. They Pay were, attention. Yeah. Well, everyone's there. So it's like in T-ball, it's like mom and dad are there. Grandparents are there. The neighbor's there. The aunts and like, and everyone thinks their kid's going to be the next Chipper Jones, the next Jeff Francoeur, you know, when, when they're in T-ball. Yeah. But then they slowly fade. So by the time you get to high school, it's like you might have one parent showing up for a game. See, or my something. goal, my goal was for for my baseball goals were very clear and very simple when they first started. Try to get them to quit. That was my goal. Yeah, I, just, I didn't you want don't to like baseball. baseball. Stinks. It's the worst yeah. sport on the planet. Um, it's just so slow. I just didn't love. But I think how do you if you are a parent and you are had to do have a kid in sports like we'll get to this i'm sure in more depth but like don't make it about results everything is about attitude everything is about having fun and then letting them know and again this is through screwing it up like this is the same guy me that grabbed nicholas by the head and i was like what are you doing i mean when he was six years old five years old you know like i've already messed that up but i've, I've found along the way man if you can just encourage it make it fun like find mm-hmm. a way to make it fun for me to this day, my kids are 13 and 11. To this day, it requires a prayer before I go play something with them. And that's just, dude, you know how I'm wired. You've been around me for, I am, I'm keeping score. You are the most competitive person yes. I have ever been around. And it's a really good thing. And it's a really bad thing. Okay. <laughs> when your wife goes to bed crying when you're playing board games, it's a bad thing, bro. <laughs> like simmer down. It's not that big of a deal. But so do you let the kids be ever? You ever let the kids no. beat you? And, and we've had that conversation too. <laughs> like, we're, we're going to talk about this. When you beat me, you earned it. Like, when you beat me, just yeah. know that you've really, really earned it. Now, we'll skew it. Like, we'll do um, three-point contests, and I have to step a few steps back or something like that. That makes it makes it more fun. But no, it, it's just don't make it about performance. Don't make it about hits. Make it about fun. Make it about uh, are you giving all you got? Well, then you won. Because what you're going to realize down the road at some point I finally realized is like you can't control whether you win or you lose every situation. I thought I could. I thought I controlled that, but you don't. At some point, people are better than you. Mm -hmm. And at some point, that day is going to come. Now, not for you with tennis because you were the NCAA champion, right? Like you didn't have to worry about that. But, you know. Well, I lost in the finals. Runner up. How did you? How did you? What was the score? Second place. uh, First place loser. Six, four, six, two. So what what did it come so, down to? This is so let me let me preface this. This is nineteen eighty two, right? Ninety one. Ni- okay, ninety one. Ninety one. Well, 90, who do we play? Do we know his name? Do you remember his name? Who you played in the well, finals? Well, in the quarterfinals, I played this guy uh, from Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I don't remember his name. God he, bless he's you. number two in the nation. And I was up. I was up a set two zero. Uh, I believe it was thirty fifteen. I don't know if you know you know tennis. Yes, that were you serving? I was serving. Okay, so you're up you're I'm already, up a you're break. Got a break and, I'm up a break and, and, up and I'm up a set. set. And uh instead of hitting a flat serve up the middle, I ended up hitting a kick serve. Okay. And he ends up I come to the net, he hits a winner past me, and then he it, it's like the whole momentum shifted and he he ends up beating me in three sets. And literally every day of my life for probably the next ten or fifteen years, you could ask, ask Jennifer, I would say. I should hit a flat serve up the middle. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> hey, but uh, the guys we lost to in the doubles championship were from Cal Davis. I don't, I don't know their names, but 
Anyway, you don't know their names. It has nothing to do with any of this. But it does. It does. <laughs> we want to. First of all, we want to highlight your amazing athletic ability along this journey by Pastor Jay, and then we uh, we won't talk about. I like I like talking about that stuff, that failure. I like that because you either fail forward or you fail backwards. Yeah, like you don't. You got a choice, right? Like you're gonna you're gonna choose that. And well, and I and I think God uses failure to put you put you in a different direction, and maybe not even failure, but but circumstances. Yeah. Um, you know, I wasn't good enough to play professional sports, but yet God, so God calls me to be a pastor. Not that that calling is any higher than anybody no, else. You, you already said that was higher. We already we already determined that in the start. But I, I think I'm called to be a pastor. I think, you're called to be what? But I mean, your dreams were to be in the NFL, and you obviously had the talent to do that. But you had the neck injury, yeah, which God God ends up leading you. It's to gone do, to do something else. Boom! And, it's gone. That dream's gone. What are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean. I think we'll talk a lot about that, and that's everybody listening, and everybody on the planet can can tell can tell you about adversity, can tell you about times that got tough, and mm-hmm. you're going to have to learn how to handle those. However, you are, you're going to learn how to learn what motivates you, what keeps you going, what drives you, because it's it's different for everybody. But you gotta you gotta let you gotta let failure be a motivating factor for success. That's for sure. You gotta let it lead you to the next positive outcome. And you gotta because listen, here's the thing: with our walk, we're going to fail. Like newsflash, everybody listening, past even Pastor Jay, who was called to be a pastor, still fails. Like we're mm-hmm. all going to. And but that doesn't mean we quit. You know, that doesn't mean we let that discourage us and stop us from trying to be mm-hmm. a, a great Christian the next day or a great person the next day. But we're you're gonna have to help you're gonna have to do that. And guess what? Your family, as the leader of your family, as a man in your family, you're gonna have to teach your kids how to handle failure. You're gonna teach you have to teach your kids how to handle disappointment. And that's for me, sports has been that. Like mm-hmm. it's been the best teacher for my son. Like Nicholas likes everything in a box and everything's perfect and school's easy. Check that box and I can keep my room clean and I can play with my Legos and create my own little land and everything's hunky dory, fine and dandy. But what happens when he goes on a sports team and now you lose because of your teammate? You lose because mm-hmm. you weren't good enough. You failed. You struck out with in the ninth inning. Like you hit a kick serve wide. That's your fault. You should have hit a flat serve down mm-hmm. the middle. I mean, it's it's learning experiences that we get to come beside him and say, what could you have done different? Yeah. Like, how do we handle this? Like, what's what are we going to do next time that that changes this? You're not going to necessarily change the outcome, but you can change the thought process, right? Yeah, and I, and I love the idea that our our kids can go on to do greater things than we have done in a positive way, not a negative way. Now, I see a lot of dads who are trying to live vicariously through their kids, like they didn't. They didn't make it as a college athlete or or whatever their goal was. So they want that to happen to their kids. But I love the idea that our kids could go on to have a greater impact for Christ 100%. Than, than, than we could have. And then helping them find their calling in life, helping them find God's purpose and plan for their life. And I think ultimately that's that's the goal of a parent. You know, it says in Proverbs 22, 6, train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he not turn from it. So we're constantly training our kids. You start off with the potty training. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, you're what training you, them. What did you bribe yours with potty training? Do you remember what you bribed yours with with potty training? And that is that has been so long ago. I just I, I always I always find that fascinating. We've always had that conversation with a bunch of friends and stuff like cuz we did like Leah was buffalo pretzels. I know your house it had to be candy, <laughs> but like Leah was buffalo pretzels and it always it was always hilarious. Every time we always told that to people it's like, "What? It was spicy pretzels. She always wanted spicy pretzels." Again, sorry, I've been hitting the head a lot, a lot of flashbacks to to when they were little. But <laughs> yeah, I think I think ultimately 
um, the goals for them is we raise them up in such a way that, that we're sending them out into the world and they're they're going to be all that God's created them to be. But if you're a parent and you've done and you've been there, done that and messed it up, like you're not alone. I mean, we've, we've done that. We've been there, messed it up. It's okay to be competitive in sports. Like I'm super competitive in sports, but you just got to find your balance. Like you got to find the difference between trying to make your kid something and your kid trying letting, cause here's the thing, everybody, it doesn't matter who you are. You don't determine your success of your kid. You don't determine if your kid's going to be a stud athlete, if he's going to be really good at high school sports, et cetera. They determine that. Mm Mm-hmm. Like they're going to determine that when they get in high school, they're going to make a decision. I'm going to lift weights. I'm going to bust my butt. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to practice. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. You can't do it for them. So like you can't, you can't teach them how to be an adult for them. They have to experience it. You can't pick their friends for them their whole life. I wish I could. That would be awesome. I wish my mom would have done that for me. I mean, it is saved. Be careful who you hang out with. You'll get in trouble. Like I get it. I get it more now. So I think, all that stuff, you're you're going to fail, but we're helping them make those decisions. We can't make them for them. And so I think we've all messed it up. We're all going to continue to mess it up, but try to help them make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have, we have a saying at the church, we're not perfect. We don't expect you to be. And that certainly applies to, to being a parent. <laughs> yep. we've, all, we've all made all made mistakes. And uh, I think ultimately it comes down to trusting God. Like, God, we're, we're trusting you with these kids. You know, God love God loves our kids more than we love our kids. Yep. And so, what do you, what do you think when I talk about on the next podcast? I don't know. I'm not the planner. Let's be clear. Like I'm the reactor. Okay, you got those notes in front of you over there. Like I, I know I forgot I'm just to look at them. Wherever wherever you serve it, I'm going to return it. Okay, I remember a. a uh, Shoot, that was, I bet you that was seven or eight years ago when you did the ping pong, sir. Like, however you hit it to the, uh, when you fold the ping pong table in half, however you hit it, and then it responds back. Parents, that's how we're supposed to re- yeah. respond back. That's how I'm going to respond back. Just whatever. What are you, what are you talking you about? You did that sermon, bro. Oh, I did? Yes. Wow. I don't even remember it. I, I, was, th- I was thinking you're confused. Excuse me, your calling was so great. <laughs> so above everybody else. My bad, guys. I don't even remember your sermon. I'm, hey, you know what? It impacted me at least, okay? I remembered it. I can't even remember my sermon from Sunday. <laughs> it wasn't that good. It, was, it wasn't your best work. Let's put it that way. Oh, my gosh. Uh, All right. So let's give a few disclaimers, and then we'll wrap this one up. Okay. The first one is uh, we're not parenting experts. No. Um, we don't have any degrees in parenting. I don't have any degrees, period. <laughs> <laughs> What's there other ones? I'm not going to say. The sheet. I, well, I'm not going to say what, what came to mind there. Um, we're not perfect parents, and our kids aren't perfect. Um, but we, we do have some experience. We have some experience. Uh, we, was, have, we have a lot of failure you can yeah, lean on. We have almost 40 years of combined parenting experience between the two of us. So I have a little a little more than you. Well, I mean, you also have a granddaughter, so. Yeah. His, Jesse. He, he has a 13-year-old. He's, we've already talked about it. He's 60, so that's kind of a. I'm not 60. <laughs> I do have a 13-year-old daughter. She was a surprise. We just Not a surprise to God. It was a great surprise. Yeah, it was a great surprise. So we lovingly so we, call it your granddaughter. We affectionally call Jesse. Which is awesome. Our granddaughter. Which I want people to know that yeah. when we talk about your, your yeah. granddaughter. We got to get those stories yeah. in there, right? Got to get them in there. Okay. So. so next week. Let's wrap it up for today. Wrap it we'll up, figure bro. out next week, next week. Yeah, it'll be good. All right. <laughs> it's going to be phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear that word a lot with Pastor Jay, too. Boom. 
All right, thank you for joining us for episode two of Family Goals with Davey Pollock and Pastor Jay.